You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back. Agent BZR, Bez, we missed you. See, this is the problem when you become a regular, is uh, you are conspicuous with your absence. Good morning, Shadows Pub and Praxim and Tim uh, I just posted in the back chat um, five images that I created um, that I'm actually going to just start to always play around with now on my socials. Um, it's join us on Monday for Manifestation Monday, Tuesday, Thought Leadership Tuesday, Wednesday, Wellness Wednesday, Thursday, Live Book Read and Discussion, and then Friday, No Agenda Friday. And I'm just going to start pushing that out. Um, it's easy on Instagram because uh, you can put a link um, as well, Facebook, um, similar. And uh, I think it might just be, um, it just might be fun. Um, and let's just see if we, <clears throat> if we hit our goal. Um, I actually met with um, Rose Horowitz <clears throat> on a recommendation uh, from Bez, um, and, uh, which is brilliant. And uh, she's going to be on the show to celebrate International Women's Day on Wednesday. We're going to do that live. Rose is... Um, Rose has actually gone viral um, with uh, with um, uh, a hashtag. I think it's woman to follow, woman to follow. Um, 
and just drawing um, uh, deserved um, and and uh, I would say about time visibility to amazing woman um, in woman to follow yeah you know uh, i told her this thing it could have gone it could have gone uh, either way but i said um i saw there was this guy on uh on uh, i think it was tiktok or reels and he had like someone reacting to him and he said you know um women are always complaining that they earn less than men um but it's their fault and you can see as he says this, the woman that's watching, uh, who's a doctor, is getting like really, really starting to get quite emotional, like ready to like respond, like she's bringing the uh, the microphone to her mouth. And he goes, yeah, but it's their fault because instead of applying for jobs like a doctor or a lawyer, you know, or, you know, uh, a corporate executive, they're applying for a female doctor, a female lawyer or a female executive. And at that point, she realizes, you know, that he is an ally and 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 in on the joke. Um, and uh, I thought it was like quite quite smart. <clears throat> and I said it to her, and I was like, you know, the thing with Rose is like like even she looked at the poem uh, with me shaving. She's like, I don't know that, that that I don't know that that would go down so well with my audience. And I said, well, yeah, I totally agree. It's not meant to. Uh, it was just about how you pamper yourself. Um, I just uh, posted. The uh, the tile the the cover and you can see there's International Women's Day branded. Uh, that was her and I yesterday at Chef's Table getting something to eat. So um, it was a really brilliant idea from Bears in terms of being able to go out there and you know and and reach out to new people to to slowly get to our goal of twenty people in at least one session uh, in March. Um, there is a POAP today. The code is weekend. And uh, it will be available 8.59 to 9.14. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and invite everyone up to the stage. If you can talk, come up. If you can't, don't. Uh, because it is no agenda Friday. So uh, I don't have an agenda. I haven't come with any agenda. Um, <clears throat> good morning, Shadows Pub. How are you? Um, that's <clears throat> it's Friday after all. How are you? Uh, I am I'm great. I, I want to know... Um, what is not on your mind? <laughs> I mean, it's like if it's no agenda, then uh, then does this mean that you have no agenda that you that we have nothing to talk about, or does it mean the opposite, which is we all come in and it can be office hours, it can be AMA, uh, it can be um, or just or, or exactly what is on your mind? What's going on? What do you want to talk about? Oh, I have no agenda. So that's the problem with no agenda. Yeah. It's the water cooler. Somebody has to start the conversation, and you know I have no agenda, so I'll toss the ball to to Bez. <clears throat> well, um, it's Friday, and I, I have no agenda, so um, <laughs> now we're in trouble. <clears throat> no, but but I'm I'm excited, uh, uh, Joseph. It's it's funny that um, mm-hmm. um, it's not funny, but I'm I'm you know we were talking yesterday as I. Uh, I was gone, guys, because of um, guys and gals, um, because um, I had to take my wife to the airport early, early. And we were running a little late, so I was a bat out of hell, and it was raining like crazy. And I was trying just not to, um, I was as I was coming off the hill from the woods into the big city of Atlanta, um, 
you know, and then running into traffic. So I, I was, um, there's no way I could have, I would have been in the right mind. Maybe would have gotten in an accident, but, um, Joseph, it was nice to, uh, uh, be talking to you. I gotta go to a meeting, gotta go to a meeting. <laughs> and then I later on this, that after yesterday afternoon, I see the, the picture and I was like, Oh, this is so awesome. That that's a, a great excuse to yeah and, to uh, and jump what, off <laughs> and, and what so about, you you and what had a face to face with Rose yeah no I met her yesterday awesome. <clears throat> I met her awesome. yesterday and 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 she happens to be like my neighbor I mean not like really literally. yeah I mean she's in Milford and I'm in Westport she is such a great person so, that is so awesome yeah. So we uh we might even figure out a way to do some work together. So we'll see we'll see what happens. So she is going to so she is going to uh do the show live on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, so Praxim we're we're not going to do the live book read on Thursday because she's then going to come to um she's 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 going to come to coffee the next morning at 8. And we're going to do a little bit of an, it might actually become an interesting experiment where we basically um, do the after show. So it's almost like the show, the the show after the show where I post all my show notes and we actually go back and we discuss the show, both my guest and myself and anyone who watched the show and has questions about it. If that works, which if you think about it is a really interesting way to bring my guest on Wednesday, um, and and that also would, you know, it, it would require a certain rejiggering. <clears throat> excuse me to like always do the show live on a Wednesday, once a week maybe the after show on Thursday. But we could easily just shift the book read, for example, to Tuesday, um, because at the moment when we say you know Tuesday is Thought Leadership Tuesday, well every day is Thought Leadership. I mean, every day we're discussing amazing concepts and, um, you know, even, you know, the fight, flight, freeze, fawn or flex. That was that was an amazing piece of thought leadership, I thought, that came out of just nothing. Um, the, the, the Jim Rohn quote from for the Praxin when you left yesterday, we spent our, our whole <clears throat> 30 minutes, just really Tim and myself, discussing this idea, this quote of his, which is, you have to choose between the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. And by the way, Tim, it seems like that chart, I don't think that chart is actually Jim Rohn's. <clears throat> it seems to be a somewhat, but I'm not sure, because because according to what Jim Rohn is saying, and for those of you that are wondering what we're talking about, if you just go up in the cafe chat, you'll see this chart that says, um, you know, uh, you must choose one of two pains. Uh, he is basically saying that the pain of discipline is much lesser than the pain of regret, you know. So it is a it is a lesser burden. But we just riffed on it really, really nicely, and uh, you know, I loved that conversation. So you know, again, if it if it comes down to this idea of Monday is manifestation, Tuesday is our live book read, Wednesday is Wellness Wednesday, 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 I also do my live show, Thursday, we do the after show, and Friday is no gender, that would be a nice uh, editorial calendar, um, and then also just for anyone that just jumped in now, if you look up and you see those five slides that are created, the Join Us Four, 
feel free to take them and use them and share them, you know, if you want. Um, and, you know, as I said, now we've got some nice graphics and, and, and we just keep building. We keep building, we keep trying, we keep figuring it out. But, um, uh, Christopher, um, how are you? I haven't heard your wonderful voice in a while. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Um, uh, you know, the, the floor is all of yours and Tim and Praxim in the audience. You can always chat. Hey, what's going on, Joseph? I'm just, uh, okay. I got you, buddy. So I'm just getting my son ready for school, but, uh, no agenda Friday. I always like to go, uh, Cross community, and I shared some updates uh, yesterday with Bez for uh, Giraffe. I'll try to hit Fanzo's room. Uh, usually, he does like a twelve o'clock AMA, and I'm you know I'm interested because I know for Fanzo and his community, you uh, had a chance to convert some coin to get an NFT, and uh, that has been a slow process. And uh, I know that uh, you're in those communities as well. So uh, if you want any Giraffe updates, I'm happy to share what I know. And, uh, yeah, I love a little give and take maybe with Fanzo, but we can definitely uh, parking lot it um, since not everyone would probably be impacted by that dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I, what, what I take from that is this very interesting concept of um, cross-community, right? So uh, I, could, I could build on this concept of cross-community. Um, and, you know, because, you know, there's this, I, I would always say that, you know, we forget that, there only are 24 hours in the day, right? There are only 24 hours in the day. We only have one attention span. We're just one human being. And yet we have multiple roles and multiple personas. We have a work life. We have a home life. We have a personal life. We have a private life. Um, we have a public life. Um, and, and, and from a community standpoint, the question is kind of who are you defined by and, and what is your identity, you know, is your identity defined by your PFP in the Web3 sense? Or, um, you know, do you have the ability? And one thing I really like about Discord is that Discord allows you to change your PFP based on the community you're in. Um, so, for example, if I jumped into, you know, I'm just as an example, I'm just looking at uh, in the in-betweeners. If I jumped into the in-betweeners, um, server right now, I would have my NFT on. And and I like that because that also <clears throat> it demonstrates versatility. I think it's a, just a very uh, honest approach as opposed to this idea of um, saying, I am, I cannot change, right? I am inflexible. This is me. And it depends, right? If it's actually you, like, it's funny, like, not one of us right now is actually represented by our human form in terms of actual, you know, no filters, right? It's kind of interesting, like, Bears and myself and, you know, and, and Tim are, are animated AI, you know, uh, renderings, filtered renderings of ourselves, me kind of like, you know, my Andy Warhol type of, of look. <clears throat> and um, And I think maybe that it can lead to sometimes what I would call an identity crisis, which is when you are something, when you are one thing, when you are a lion, you know, in a hyena's um, uh, server or you are a cat in a dog's server, um, for example. By the way, just a little bit of um, just fun and frivolous uh, tangen tangential. Um, I, <laughs> I did something very cruel to my dog you know, shame on me, but I do take him for walks every day. 
So I mirrored my iPhone and I basically showed him on the TV. So he was looking at himself on the TV and he was barking at himself. And uh, because he's you always brought, I, terrible, brat. isn't that terrible? <laughs> you know, isn't that, isn't that terrible? T- Tim just became the human form of him. Um, so he was like, I just wanted to see if he'd actually bark at himself. And he was barking at himself. So my new theory is that he actually thinks he's a cat, you know, because I don't know that he's ever actually seen his reflection. Um, my, my daughter was saying that they, um, that, that, um, uh, dogs have this, oh God, what was it called? It, it's like just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's basically the same thing that babies have, which is if you like take a ball and you put it behind your back, then they assume that the ball is not there. The ball is gone. Like it, 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 it has ceased to be, you know, so I, I displacement or I don't know, disappearance or there, there's like this, this syndrome, like, you know, that they don't really understand that the, that it's temporarily gone or, or it's being hidden per se. Um, but, but, it's always fascinating with my dog because it's like they, they definitely have issues, spatial issues in terms of depth. You know, he's barking, he's barking at the TV thinking that the dog is behind and sometimes he wants to run outside to find out where that dog is. But yes, I'm a brat. I'm, a, I'm an awful, awful person for doing that. But I made up for a Shadows Pub by taking him for a nice walk yesterday. So, you know, don't judge me. Judge me. I had a, I had a cat that I would put, um, cat videos on my tablet and she would explore the tablet and I'd get these looks from behind the tablet like what the fuck where is it it was hilarious watching her and then she would come back around and lay down and watch the video they're really funny to watch uh, Tim says correctly it's called object permanence um, so yeah I mean uh, that th- th- that is it as well so yeah so this cross Christopher, so he has a thought. Can you have cross-community contamination? How about that? There's a new concept for you. C-cubed. Cross-community contamination. Or, you know, or can we say cross-community cultural contamination as a good thing, right? Bringing in different, you know, different uh, diversity, right? Like bringing in different perspectives from different communities together. I don't know. Um, but, um, but yeah, I just, go, oh, yeah, go for it. When I was in leadership in a community organization, I worked on the basis of circles of influence and I considered every member at my executive table as having a circle of influence. And the idea was that to get them to draw on their circle of influence, to bring in resources that we needed in the, the club. And it worked well, as long as people were willing to actually look around and go, oh yeah, I do know these people. It helped. So there you go. Cross community contamination. Um, it sounds uh, sounds viral. <laughs> Can you t- take lots of fluids um, and and you'll be fine. But yeah, I don't. Um, it, it, it it's been very it's been very interesting. Um, you know, in the Web three space, it seems very it seems very quiet at the moment. Um, and it seems very calm. Actually, the word that I would use to describe maybe the last, I don't know, like even for the last couple of weeks in, in my own life is calm uh, because I've had a storm. And so this is the calm after the storm. And, uh, you know, we had a nice snowfall on Monday as well, quite lit, uh, Tuesday, literally as well. And I just feel like things are settling down a little bit. Like there's less, uh, 
Am, am I mistaken? Is there like a lot of volatility at the moment or you know, instability? Christopher, what are you feeling right now? You feeling like things are settling down and calm or things are kind of like, you know, the wild, wild west continues? Yeah, there, there's a few different vibes from the communities um, I'm adjacent to. And, um, you know, giraffe kind of, there, there's a lot of ups and downs in giraffes. Um, but generally, I think there's more of this willingness to say, pull the giraffe, come to the server. No, less of a, you've got to, you know, rep your giraffe when you're on Twitter and Discord and things of that nature. So that's been nice. I think in terms of um, energy, though, I think a lot of projects, um, it feels like, you know, even projects with long-term holders, people are looking at ETH prices going up. Uh, I think gas has been high. So I think a lot of people are looking to take some liquidity. And that creates some interesting push and pull. And I shared with Bez, uh, we were uh, texting back and forth, you know, um, in the giraffe community um, that's adjacent to the creator coins. Better creators sell all of their Genesis coins. And I'm sure that's going to create, um, you know, some interest. But generally speaking, what you've got this ability of communities kind of breaking bread together. So I think there's a lot of collaboration. But I think in terms of the crypto that's behind the communities, I think a lot of people are looking and, you know, the, this concept of, hey, you know, I'm a sappy sale for life. Um, you know, as the ETH prices kind of go up, you know, I think a lot of people are going to, you know, catch out. And that obviously impacts the community because if you have a longtime holder that cashes out, you know, if someone is buying their um you know pfp their identity and you know that's a new person to get acclimated into the community so that's kind of the energy right now it feels like there's volatility and change and if you're looking at it like from a business perspective i think you know q2 you're going to see that you know a lot of seeds being planted for you know transitions so uh, i don't know if that answered your question but that, that's kind of the vibe that uh, that i'm feeling well, it kind of it, it, it kind of does, but it also opens up another interesting concept, which is this concept of for life, and and you can combine the concept of for life with this idea of um, everything has a price, everyone has a price, um, you know, which is which is for the you know it goes. But I think I think we discussed this um, maybe earlier this week the the movie Indecent Proposal, you know, where if somebody approached you. Uh, with a million dollars to to spend the night with your spouse, what would you say? What would they say? And of course, you know it 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 uncovers this, you know the the what what makes it so insanely uh, intriguing is people would say, I would never do that. Like for for a dollar, sure you wouldn't. Ten, hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, a million, ten million, a hundred million, a billion, and suddenly it's like way to you know. Everyone has a price. And so I think, you know, one, one of the things that, that I've said to people, you know, well, we'll see whether, you know, what comes of it is I've said, if you want to join, you know, Alpha Collective and you can buy two, buy one to keep and one to flip when the time and the price is right. Not because you're a flipper, but because you should never be in the position to have to be like so in such anguish, which is, I don't, uh, it's such good money and I need the money, but I also love this community and love being here. 
We should never have to have we should never have to make that choice. So I almost think like there's this idea of 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 buy two. You know, I mean we've always in marketing had the, you know, buy two, get one free, or two for the price of one, or you know, in some cases, I'm going on a another interesting tangent here, but but I but I actually know where I'm going, more or less. Um, but like like Tom's shoes, what a brilliant concept. Or or um or bombers, uh socks. For everyone you buy, we will donate one to someone in need. So that's why I think like with community, with membership, you know, within this Web3 environment, we should always we should think about two. We should think of always buy one to keep forever, the soul bound, and one to if the price and when the price is right, or when you need the money to be able to to I say flip, but I mean sell, right? And and I think that would take away a lot of the cognitive dissonance and a lot of the the challenges. And you're right, a, a lot of people need the money right now, uh, Christopher. And it's because a lot of people are are a lot of people are forget about Web three. Everyone is hurting right now. So many layoffs uh, across the board, and so you're going to take the liquidity isn't just a little Web three liquidity. It's it's a life liquidity. And so how do you find the funds right now and where do you find the funds um and that's why as i said like the the you know even if we flip it back to board ape or you know that the fact that these are people that literally you know said that they the and maybe some of them will never sell never these there are many people that have cre- you know that have tattooed their body with their you know with their nft because of the connection the emotional connection but the problem is always when money is involved. When money is in a money, you know, is the, as they say, money is the root of all evil, you know, whether you believe that or not. Um, but it definitely, shall we say, complicates things. Um, and so, you know, the for life thing, right? Till death do us part. Well, that's not true. You know, the divorce rate is, is sky high. In marketing, they talk about lifetime value of the customer, has anyone been a customer for life? The only probably lifetime customers that exist are people that are just so lazy or just, yeah, I can't, I can't leave now. I can't quit now. Um, and it is actually, you know, it's one of the most dangerous places to be as a marketer is to believe that your customer can never leave you. That can, can never, I mean, hell, even in this country at the moment, there's conversations about national divorce. So never say never ever right never say never ever because because there's no such thing as for life you know i mean the 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 te- the cell companies believed that they had us captured for life because no one would want to lose their phone number until i guess it was the sec or whatever the ftc i don't know one of the abbreviations uh said yeah you can keep your number and change your provider and then what happened to your barrier your barrier to exit just disappeared obliterated overnight so there's no such thing as for life you know american express on my card it says member since 99 big deal big whoop what does it mean well i mean they haven't told me they haven't told me that if i'm still a member at you know uh 2049 50 years i'm gonna get something i don't know what maybe a limited edition card maybe it maybe it's a poap maybe it's an nft 
Maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a black card or maybe it's a brown card or, or something different because I don't have the income for it. But we just don't work hard enough to earn the full life. And we should. We could. It's so easy. You can measure it. Absolutely. And the hypothesis there is a very simple one. The longer somebody stays with you for all the right reasons, the more likely they are to stay with you, to buy more, to tell more people about it. That's the essence of retention is the new acquisition, which is you know, what I wrote about uh, in Flip the Funnel. I feel like I've gone on a massive rant here. Uh, as well, but but this is the power of No Agenda Fridays. Like you come in and 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 talk about cross community, and suddenly we're inventing terms and talking about lifetime value of the customer. Um, let me ask all of you, as I I've definitely drunk too much coffee today. Are any of you would are any of you members of a community, a Web three community that you would be that you can honestly say you will be with for life? I think I found one. I think it was by accident. Um, it had to do with the rally coin. Um, obviously, the community has to be around, but it because rally went away, they just grandfathered everybody who used to have a rally entry uh, permanently. And which is and this? I, which is this community? I think it's a fluke. It's a fluke. To your point of like, I, I as you were talking about buy two, um, I wonder if you could have a smart contract when you buy one, you get a token that gets tagged to you and you'd need a DID for this, a digital identity, but instead of a wallet. But the net net is uh, you could have a, a no value identifier to be your gate and then a value identifier that you can exchange. I, I like but, I like that idea. So, w- what is this community you speak of that you can see? It happens to be a financial investment community based around an individual. This is the risk: is that community might not be. It's called a uh, uh, Sistine Research, but it, it the the net net is it's a, around crypto f- and financial understanding and trading. But it was a fluke. Like I said, it's not a. It, it, I followed a personal interest, and it's a, it's a fluke the way it evolved. Uh, by the way, Billy says money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. That's a great point and a great build um, on it as well. And the probably the worshiping and the obsession of it. Um, and 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 actually, and actually, if you just really build on top of that, um, you know, it's it's almost disingenuous to say I've done it. I've actually done it this this even even the last couple of weeks, and it's actually frustrated. Um, you know, my family, because I've said, I don't, you know, like money is not important to me. Well, yes, it is. I mean, what I mean by that is it's not my sole motivator. It doesn't overpower me. I don't love it so much. I don't like, I'm not doing it for the money, but I recognize that money is a means to an end, not an end unto itself. You know, I do subscribe to this idea that says, when you die, which is what I've written, when you die in a perfect world, a, a, a life perfectly lived, you would die with one dollar to your name. Now that is a controversial point because I don't think any, I don't think everyone would agree with me. Maybe most people would not agree with me, um, but but conceptually, directionally, I I think it makes sense. You know that everything you earned, you spent, or you invested in things that mattered, 
in things that mean something, in something, look, that could have, by definition, implied giving it away to charity or giving it to your kids. Um, but this idea of hoarding something, I mean, I will never forget uh, one of my really, really good friends um, here in, in, in Connecticut. Um, his father passed away from uh, cancer a while ago now, maybe five years, four years, five years ago. And um, saw him about maybe two weeks before he, no, probably less, more like probably uh, 10 days before he actually passed away. I drove down to Philly and um, went to see him. And, I mean, he was always this, you know, like jovial, chubby, um, lived life, loved life, loud, boisterous, you know, just, just like life of the party and i what i saw i'll never forget the the sight this uh, it still haunts me to this day what i saw was essentially like a a skeleton that was alive uh, drinking through a straw it, was, it it really really tormented me it tortured me and it still does um and um you know and he had this magnificent bar um and he loved africa you know they'd always go back to safari and he had just all these like african items everywhere but there were three or four bottles of Macallan that were like 35-year Macallan, probably, I don't know, $1,500 a bottle, maybe maybe 1200 maybe 1000 maybe 2000 I don't know, but a lot. Um, and the thing is he passed away and those bottles were still full and unopened. And, you know, each one of his kids, I think, got one of the bottles. And, and, and I think, I think that, in fact, I'm going to ask him, if the bottle ever got drunk uh, or has been drunk yet. But I thought to myself, what a shame, what a pity that he couldn't drink that bottle with his kids, with his son, with his family while he was still alive. Now, you may have different different responses to that. Uh, and there are. There's no, I, I, this is, you know, this is just my thought process um, because maybe the idea of this unopened bottle that can sit on a mantelpiece, that can, it is legacy, it is continuity, it is a very tangible, physical, um, you know, reminder, um, you know, it is visual, um, you know, you don't have to drink a bottle of scotch to maybe benefit from it as well. Um, and maybe my friend, if he hasn't drunk it yet, he is going to when one of his kids uh, gets engaged or becomes a grandfather or he sells a company and there's absolutely a purpose for it. But in this particular case, you know, I guess my point would be what's the point in having money that you don't spend? What's the point in having a bottle of scotch that you never drink with your, with your, with your loved ones? I'll say and then I'll throw it back to you guys um, – my my brother-in-law bought me a, a I don't know like a thirty-five-year bottle of Glenrothes, my favorite Scotch. Um, I will not drink it until I drink it a with him and b for the right occasion, which will be most likely. I mean, if you, all things being equal, uh, will be uh, my daughter's wedding. You know, my oldest, and 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 hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. I'm getting old, uh, but that will be the perfect opportunity to open up that bottle. Uh, and not only drink it with the family at an amazing celebration, but also with him, you know, with my brother-in-law who bought it for me. So those are my thoughts. Anyone disagree or maybe not disagree, but like have a different build or different kind of, you know, kind of take on that? Don't, don't make... Hey. 
I, I was going to say, don't make me do this. Okay, that's just a little bit of fun. So, I've been in and out of the conversation as I've been getting things ready, but I think, um, you know, I am a scotch drinker, uh, but I have given up drinking, right? But I used to be a Johnny Walker Blue guy, right? But I think when you have things, you know, the, the intent is to enjoy it, right? And I think that's one of the struggles when you, when you have things, you enjoy them. Now, in terms of how we were talking about community and things of that nature, um, the thought I kind of have is, What's been interesting to me is, you know, I am part of this community, part of the NFT communities I am because I found Clubhouse, right? And I found Clubhouse because, um, you know, someone who I happened to work with had mentioned it. I had seen it on LinkedIn. I thought it was like a pyramid scheme thing. So I never really got into it. But I guess once you get into a community, you make relationships. But what has become interesting, whether you want to attribute it to Web3 or something else, is those communities change, right? So the way we connect with folks, uh, I think you want to keep the connection, but I think those that are able to keep the connections best are adaptable to saying, well, we've got to change the platform because it's this concept of you don't own the platform. And what's been interesting about moving from Clubhouse to Discord and uh, Spaces is that um, very easy to get banned on Twitter. Uh, for engagement because they look for patterns and as you support people it feels robotic right <laughs> like it it it, it sends that kind of hey there's this pattern of you know i'm not a real person i'm just a bot following a command just kind of you know giving likes and retweets and things of that nature so what's become interesting to me is this concept of you know you need the engagement uh, but, you know, how the engagement is viewed is different. So that's one piece of it. But the second piece of it is really about the engagement or the platform or however you want to say it, it needs to be fluid and it needs to change. So my, my little guy is going to start yelling, so I'll go on mute, but uh, I'll leave it there. So a couple of things. And to address your question about the, um, you know, premium liquor and whether one would drink it or not i think if i was going to get bottles of premium liquor and leave them for people behind me it would be on the condition that they use it to celebrate my life and if they didn't want to celebrate my life they better celebrate somebody else's because we're all going to die and i'm in the hive community i don't think i'd leave that and i would i, I would tell you that uh, I, I love i love this conversation and um you know, I also, um, you know, makes me think as a founder now of this collective, this coffee, uh, who knows whether the coffee outlives the collective, the collective outlives the coffee. Um, but I want to be able to strive towards earning. Um, to me, that's the ultimate. Someone says, I don't think I could ever leave. And But I also have to then now think as a founder one step ahead, which is, well, then I better not put them in a position where they might be forced to leave, meaning that there is so much value, you know, ideally, right, that, that now the token is, gives them that, that, that awful choice, which is I need the money, I need the liquidity, it's, you know, the floor is super high, but I also love the community. And actually... You know, almost by fluke, 
Um, that's why I love this idea of the entry level mint, you know, the free mint, the the pared down version. Um, but but again, it's why I've said buy two. But I'll tell you something that there is actually a bigger marketing implication coming out of this. And I'll, I'll give you the, the, the anecdote, which is um, when New York City Football Club was launched, founded, um, and they still played Yankee Stadium. But at the time, you know, when there was a lot of, um, there was a huge influx in the MLS. And uh, David Villa, you know, ex-Barcelona, Frank Lampard, um, ex, you know, Chelsea, and uh, and and Andrea Pirlo, Juventus. I mean, three absolute legends, all at the at the club. And so I bought a founding member um, uh, season ticket. I think I bought three, maybe you know, for myself, and my two boys, and um, you know, we got like founding member scarves and. And it was actually pretty cool. There were like we actually used some of the credits and the points. Um, my youngest actually walked on the field as a mascot. Um, we we got to meet the players one day, so I've got photos with all those players. Uh, and the boys loved it. But when those players left, um, and we and and for whatever reason we get we didn't renew. Now I'd be very curious as to what would happen if I went back now, saying, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm back." They'd be like, "Who are you?" No, no, it, I'm a founding member. No, you're not. You, I, I don't, I don't see that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was a founding member for the first three seasons. They go, but you gave it up. But what if, what if we could change that? And of course, with blockchain, we could. What if? So the interesting, know, yeah, interesting thing with Hive is there's no actual founders. There was a group of coders that that coded a a hard fork away from Steam and and eventually said. Uh, okay, we're going to pull the plug. Who's coming with us? And those that came were collectively the founders. So we either make it or break it together. It's an interesting uh, like that. and kind of new in a sense. That, you know, all of our lives, we've always been able to look to somebody who started it or a group who started it. We don't even know the names of the group that, that did the coding. Yeah, we've got a few ideas, but nobody comes forward and says, I was one of that group. Well, I'll so it's, it's, no, I, 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 it, it is such an important point. And look, I I stay very, very resolute on this point. Um, and it does get into uh, cross-community contamination for you, Christopher, for four Cs. Um, but I do not believe that the founder owns the community. I believe that the community owns the community. The members own the community. That doesn't mean that they, you know, the inmates running the asylum. You create terms of service. You create terms and conditions. There are rules of engagement. You still need someone to be at the wheel. You still need, you know, I mean, it's not to diminish or marginalize or minimalize the power of the founder. But, you know, to Bez's point from months ago, necessary endings. Like everyone grows up and sometimes you grow out or you grow apart. I mean, this is this is the inevitability of relationships. And I actually just think, you know, the more I think about it, the more I stay resolute, um, which is, you know, the power of audience, the power of community, the power of members. Otherwise, we're nothing more 
we're all dressed up with nowhere to go. We have to rethink, you know, what, what is coming out of this whole, you know, this now this lull, right, this calmness, um, is the fact that decentralization is not all that it's cracked up to be. Or, to put it a different way, the answer wasn't to go from extreme centralization, which might have been called, you know, communism, right, all the way through to extreme decentralization, which I'm not sure if there's a name for it yet. Um, you know, I mean, could it be, you know, could it be called, I'm trying to think of where socialism fits in in this continuum, right? But but certainly this idea of the Tao. I mean, the Tao is hopelessly flawed just because it seems still like it's a popularity contest and they haven't created truly a a democratic decentralized role. Um, but you, you'll notice how I'm, you know, very purposefully, you know, littering in words like, you know, capitalist, you know, socialist, communist, you know, these political paradigms to kind of, you know, almost be a layer on top of how we think about community and this whole debate of centralization versus decentralization. And the reality is, and it's probably going to transpire, um, that the answer is, surprise, surprise, somewhere in between. You know, it's like even that, 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 that little thought that I had with the tortoise and the hare, instead of thinking about that fable as the tortoise and the hare, I, I kind of introduced this concept, concept of being the hare of the tortoise or the tortoise of the hare. You know, not the tail of the lion versus the head of the fox, but this idea of recognizing the fast follower, right? The fast follower is the hare of the tortoise. And the tortoise of the hare is, you know, also maybe um, not the leader, uh, but someone that's happy enough. Um, it is it is it is the you know the pioneers get shot and the settlers take the land um so it, it does not it does not necessarily mean this is clean and 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 that everybody wins they may not there still may be very turbulent uh, and tumultuous times ahead um in terms of what this new power distribution or redistribution looks like um but but we're all living it and we're all in it. And so to what you were saying, Shadows Pub, is, is um, that's got to be, like I would always say to brands, the ultimate is when somebody disses you, your community steps in to defend you and to answer, or somebody asks a question, your community answers the question, not your customer service people, not your legal affairs, not your corpcom, not your executives. That's the ultimate. So... Oh. Yeah. You, do you know what brought the Hive um, chain around? No. Okay. There was a chain in 2016 that was a so, one of the first so, social media chains. Uh, it was called Steam. And it was, at that time, but all you could do on it was blog. And you would receive upvotes and you would get earn the token that way. And it had a development company behind it called Steemit. And back in 2020, February 2020, Steemit sold to Justin Sun of the Tron chain. And 
Justin decided that he had bought a community. And he had a big chunk of the token sitting there that he could use to try to uh, sway what he wanted on the community. And the community reacted in spades and said, no way. You don't own us. You're not running us. And when he brought in uh, we called sock puppets to, to form the governance on the chain, that's when the plug got pulled and Hive got hard forked away and we now run as a, a community of our own. And nobody has a big chunk of token to be able to, to run the chain. That's why it's so decentralized. That makes sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. I thanks for sharing that. I it's a great learning experience. It, it this Genesis story of Hive is very reminiscent in and it's a little loose here connection to Bitcoin. The Genesis story is part of your community. Exactly. And that you are independent and there is no whale or whales that uh over or overbear maybe that cuz I don't know much about the community. Maybe they are these people or entities. Uh, it's fascinating. I'd love to learn more sometime. Well, I'll tell you, there's a film being made out of it. Whether it gets distributed or not, that's another question. So we'll see what happens. It's it's going to be a fictional film based on the, the story of how Hive came to be. But there is one underway. I think the... What the... I wanted to connect, though, is... I mean, Joseph, your community is very interesting because while there isn't this mysterious, uh, we don't quite know who runs it, you're on the other side of the spectrum. And I don't mean an absolute side, which is, you know, this uh, amazing leader who does things for their community. All right. And so I, I think there's many Genesis stories that are possible, but you have to look for the special ones or, or, or look into them. Yeah, remember, I, I'm using the I'm using the I am the founder, um, but I'm actually using the name host, like I'm the host of Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous. I'm the host. I'm the host of the Collective Cafe. I'm the host of Alpha Collective, and you know, and 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 I've used the example of you know, I'm I'm the guy who um, you know, if the music's too loud, come to me and I'll turn it. I'll make it softer. If you want a new playlist or you know, if the, the fruit punch, you know, needs uh, refilling, um, that's me, you know, but I'm also, but I'm also the host. So when you go to a party and you've been invited um, to the party, or maybe you're there as someone's plus one, um, you probably want to hang out with the host for a little bit, um, but the host isn't on top of you. The host isn't controlling you. Uh, the host, you know, the host has some rules, Right, which is when you come into my home, please take your shoes off. I've used this example many times, um, and in some cases, you know, what that's fine. I mean, if the if you don't like the if you don't like if you're like hell no, I'm not going to take my shoes off, and that is a you know a term of service or 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 a deal breaker. You, maybe you won't enter the house. Um, what you don't want are the rules to keep changing. That's what you don't want. You don't want to be like, well, I've changed my mind. I know I said uh, you could wear your shoes, but now I need you to take them off. That's just confusing. You know, we always say confuse, confused buyer doesn't buy, uh, but a, few, a confused customer doesn't stay. You know, or at least a, 
a confusing environment. It's it's not conducive to calm. There's been very interesting conversation today about this whole, you know, this idea of calm. Um, uh, in fact, today's episode I'm going to call the calm after the storm, not the calm before the storm, but the calm after the storm. You can just feel it. I feel it. This sense of, you know, just kind of things settling down after this craziness, after this wildness. And I think we also have to recognize when we look back on this, um, it's funny, the the analogy of the Wild West. You know, right now, Web3 is not the Wild West. <laughs> right now, Web3 is a ghost town. You know, it's more just like you see like the, 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 the you know, the town like in these Western movies and you just see the, the you know, the wind is... Uh, you know, the wind is whistling and you see the tumbleweeds are blowing across, you know, as, as the kind of like the dirt kind of lifts a little bit from the wind. That's kind of, it feels like that's where we are. It's more like the ghost town, not the, not the Wild West, not the showdown at the OK, whatever, you know, Corral or the saloon or, or bandits. I mean, that, that was part of it, right? The scammers, et cetera, et cetera. But it seems like right now, uh, the thing we have to worry about is just, you know, how do we bring some life back into it? How do we, how do we create some more, you know, energy um, in terms of um, building and rebuilding? And I, and I have to say that that we should also question and say, is it possible, just like you know, just like Clubhouse, uh, Christopher, like that this was all just a product of COVID, uh, not not a product, but accelerated by, you know. This this crazy catalyst, COVID created and COVID destroyed. You know, uh, COVID was responsible for new and uh, for for new things, and was responsible for ending old things. And you know, like I still look now, and and I I gotta say, like you know, even though we've all, it seems like everyone has abandoned Clubhouse. Twitter is is in my opinion, just awful. There is nothing. Agreed. There is nothing going on. Twitter is NFT Twitter. It has been co-opted by, and it is like, I don't, I can't tell you the last time that I found, and maybe it's just because there is no navigation, but when's the last time anyone actually was in a room that spoke, and, and I will say honestly that had as much substance as this morning and that and our collective cafe. When, well, I'll venture to say that the space that I co-host on Tuesday evening usually has some meat at it. Well, but please, you know, I'm biased. No, no, no. I want to come to it. Please uh, share it, and and so that we can, you know, so that I mean, I'm I'm looking for content. You know, often, you know, one of the things that I in in this in these eleven months of mourning, you know, according to you know very traditionally in the Jewish, you know, in, in the Jewish religion is I don't listen to music, uh, not as a primary mechanism. I might be able to probably get a waiver to be able to listen to background music while I'm working. You know, if I'm on the Peloton, I can listen. If I'm running, I can listen because the, the, the primary purpose is not to hear the music, right? So if you go to a concert, you're going for the music. Um, and so like often I'm just sitting and I just need some background noise or mute or something to just you know just i don't know give me a little bit of 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 like life and and i I, like i go to clubhouse it's like ghost town 
you know, and I go so, to, and I go to Twitter and I'll, it's Wild West. I'll locate the recording from last Tuesday and you'll appreciate that because what we did was we did a after chat for Rose's uh, Women to Follow Summit that she held earlier on Tuesday. So I'll find the recording for you and drop the, the link to you. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things hopefully that, that people will start to do is to turn to the Collective Cafe to go, these conversations, so that you can actually feel that you're part of the room. You can feel the, the, the uh, convivality, no, the congeniality, the, 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 the connection that we have, which is, you know, I mean, ideally it should be such that you feel whether you're listening to it on the commute or you're actually in the room, either in the audience or on stage, you should still feel that connection, that, that warmth. I hope. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, I've been in blockchain now for six years. And you're right about right now everything seems, you know, a little bit like the the deserted ghost town. I've seen that pattern operate com- continually. Price goes up, everybody and their brother piles in, and it becomes a whole lot of activity. Price goes down, the faint of heart bugger off. Which is okay by me because I just continue building during the price down, and so do most of them. So you're right; it it does go up and down depending on on where the prices are. And, and that and that's why I would say this this idea, this concept that we discussed today, we had some amazing concepts, right? Cross community contamination, uh, but this idea also of the calm after the storm. This is a very special time. This is this is the best time to be in the space because things feel, you know, if if you look at it as a ghost town, you're not looking at the full picture. You're actually mm-hmm. missing the full picture. What what is happening now is we're at a we're at a moment where the next wave of the, you can feel, you can just feel that the next that that what we're doing is we're gearing up for the next wave of growth. Maybe not madness and craziness, but growth. That's where we are right now. This calm um, is, you know, it is sometimes, as opposed to the eye of the storm, right? Which it could be as well. You know, you've had you've had this terrible, you know, storm hurricane, and now you have this sense of temporary calm, and then it goes crazy again. Hopefully not that but more just this idea of like, again, if we look at digital, right? The wild, we had the wild west with digital. I mean, it was insane. The dot-com boom and bust. And then everyone ran a mile and, you know, we know how that story ended. And I will continue to say that this is that with some modifications. Uh, Fundamentally, just like what e-commerce and search brought to the table, um, we're going to see in the form of and through Web3 and blockchain. Believe that. Surprised you didn't mention AI too in that breath. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm paid by the I'm paid by the mention of blockchain, not AI. Um, just kidding. I see. Um, yeah, I mean, you know that. that uh, so I just want to. I just want to. I'm going to close today with one of the funniest things that actually happened to me, and uh, and and damn you, uh, Tim. Uh, but I finally posted 
in my newsletter. I've just been behind. I'd actually put it in my drafts and I hadn't published it. But the comparison from a No Agenda Friday where I was actually taking show notes and then I, com- and then I compared them to the otter.ai generated um, show notes and, and I gave a reflection um, on, on which one I thought won, right? Which was, uh, which was the better man versus machine. So that was, that was the topic um, of, of my article. And, um, and, and so like, you know, I, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to uh, post it uh, for you. It's called AI versus human. Uh, who wins? Now, of course, the image was from, um, uh, was from, uh, um, like, what's the, the crazy AI thing that everyone's using? Why have I just forgotten? Dolly. No, the one that's like the really, uh, the, the, the image one. Um, Mid journey. Yeah, mid journey. Yeah, mid journey. Yeah, I'm just getting, you know, clearly getting very old. And uh, so, anyway, so this is the article, right? This is the article. I just posted it there. And then I'm looking, and, and um, I'm just looking now. It's been 419 impressions. And then there's a comment from a Timothy Lynch. Um, and, and it says, Thank you for sharing your experiment uh, with comparing your own show notes against a set generated by AI. I'm curious to know how you evaluated the quality and accuracy of both sets of notes. Did you use any metrics or criteria to judge which one was better? Or did you rely on your personal preference and intuition? I think this is an interesting topic to explore as AI becomes more capable of producing natural language content. How do you balance the, the benefits of automation and efficiency with the risk of errors and bias, biases? Now, I read that really quickly and there was an image or something like that. Um, and then I responded by saying, yeah, I was the judge, jury, and executioner based on the fact I was there. I, and, and then I'm answering. And then I realized, because I clicked on the thing, that that entire comment was generated by AI. Tim generated that entire comment by <laughs> AI. And so then my response was, oh, my God, I just realized I just responded to an AI-generated response. Classic, classic, classic. Um, I just like it, it. I still don't even... I'm still coming to terms with what the hell just happened. I actually, as a human, responded to an AI-generated response. Insane. Yes, it We're is. We're going to be doing that a lot. Well, I was only half-joking this week when I told a, a co-worker that AI generated my uh, end-of-year personal summary and it's generating my next-year goals. And next year, I'll use it to answer my personal goals. So- <laughs> So, yes, this is our Skynet moment. All right. Well, my friends, you have uh, 12 minutes to get your POAP today. Uh, the code is WEEKEND. Everybody's working for the weekend. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Try not to get too contaminated with your cross-community cultural uh, um, participation. Um, and uh, I wish for you health, happiness, and most importantly, uh, that new uh, that new word, uh, which is calm. I, I wish I wish for you a nice calm weekend. Um, and I will see you all. Uh, if not, you know, on the internet, sure, it probably won't be Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces. Um, but if not, uh, back on manifest in manifestation Monday um, on Monday. So take care, everyone, and uh, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Have a good weekend. 
This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.